Hello and welcome to the Victorian Gas Lamp, the podcast shining a warm light on the 19th century and most notably throughout the reign of Her Majesty Queen Victoria. Episode 37, A Very Gas Lamp Christmas. For me, there is always so many podcast episodes that I want to do. Fortunately, sometimes I get to talk to authors about their new books, as I did last episode. Other times I get to look into interesting lives in the past or events. But sadly, time, work and other commitments mean that I only have a finite amount of time to read, write and record. But enough of the moaning, because this time of year means that I have the perfect timing for this episode. Because it is, after all, Christmas season. We're huge about Christmas in my home. We're not big Halloween fans, so aside from some leftover lollies from kids not coming around on Halloween, it's basically the first weekend in November that all the decorations go up in the house. There's the snow globes, the stags, holly branches, wreaths, and other red and green items everywhere. And of course, all the lights get set up outside. Don't forget it's turning into summer down here, so they're all solar-powered. But that aside, it means the clock is ticking until the first weekend in December, and then it's off to the Christmas tree farm to find that perfect tree for the season. A tree which I will shamelessly confess we keep up as long as we can, and I'm talking solid January vibes here, okay? <laughs> I'm looking at Christmas, though, in a more secular way for this episode. I think we all understand the religious background and the reasons for the celebration, but how exactly is it that we celebrate in the way we do? And why is some guy in Australia looking forward to having a pine tree in his house? All this and more in this episode. Through the years we all will be together If the fates allow Hang a shining star upon the highest bough and have yourself a merry little Christmas now. Before the 19th century, Christmas used to be a celebration only in terms of its religious significance. Some people would even still work, seeing it as a religious holiday just for those that were devout Christians. Think of it as being something like Easter Sunday. Sure, we all know what the day is about, and pretty much every shop is still open. It's just that some of us go to church, and the others go to that temple of capitalism, the shopping centre. What we know as one of the main Christmas traditions these days is caroling. It isn't actually a thing I've ever seen outside of the movies, but it's always been around in the United Kingdom. It became more formalised by 1833, with the publishing of classic song words being put to new tunes and people enjoying them so much they saw fit to inflict them upon the public. 
I like them in the movies, I just think it would be odd in real life, and I'll leave it at that. Now, I have mentioned this gentleman before, one Sir Henry Cole. He was instrumental in the creation of the Crystal Palace and the success of the Great Exposition. Well, it was Sir Henry that, as I briefly mentioned in said podcast, that created another idea, one that is far more well-known amongst us all, that is, the ubiquitous Christmas card. Certainly he had financial motives as well as yuletide ones in creating the card. Having commissioned an artist to draw a picture of a group of people around a dinner table with a Christmas message inside, the very first Christmas cards sold for a shilling each. To begin with, buying one of these was an expensive proposition for most people, but it was the idea of sending a Christmas card that caught on, and many people, including Her Majesty's own children, began creating their own cards to send to loved ones. I know these days the idea of an actual card, let alone a letter, is kind of an anachronism, but we are all familiar with the idea of cards on a mantelpiece or hanging from a string surrounded by holly and Christmas decorations. And as printing evolved in this technological era, cards became cheaper and the cost dropped to a point that by the 1880s, sending cards was a really big thing. In 1880 alone, over 11 million cards were created and sold. Adding to this soon-to-be-a-Christmas tradition of cards was an article published in 1848 in the Illustrated London News. It featured an illustration of Queen Victoria and Prince Albert and their family around a decorated Christmas tree. A pine tree, no less. Having a Christmas tree in your home was not a kingdom tradition, but with the publication of this picture, the idea caught on and it soon became the entrenched tradition that seems people all over the world enjoying that sweet pine smell in their homes during December. And a lot of January if you're at my place. Just saying. But for the actual record, it was Queen Charlotte, the wife of King George III, who could also take credit for the idea. She too was German and had a tree in Windsor back in 1800. So Her Majesty can take some credit there. But hey, as they say, it's pics or it didn't happen. So Prince Albert gets the credit thanks to that illustration. Another now classic tradition of Christmas was created in 1848. A clearly inventive confectioner by the name of Tom Smith was in Paris when he saw the first bonbons. These were the sugared almonds that were wrapped up in twisted paper. And in some inspirational way, Mr. Smith took this idea back to England and created a package that was filled with sweets. Together with a family friend or relative, you then pull the paper apart to the crisp sound of a snap and out would spill the sweets. Later in the century, these sweets were replaced with the little gifts and paper hats. But make no mistake, it was Tom Smith that gave us what we know today as the Christmas cracker. These changes in Christmas celebrations kind of caught on in the social consciousness. Decorations became more elaborate in a home, going from some evergreen colouring to more stylish decorations that would continue through a home. Christmas became more than just the religious holiday, and more about creating a warm, welcoming experience. To cite Castle's magazine in 1881, 
the lady of the house was expected to bring about a sense of enjoyment and it was worth the trouble to decorate rooms. Men would have no idea how to do this after all, so lucky we had the ladies there to make the home look good. I did find it interesting learning that gift giving was initially for the new year. After all, Christmas was a religious celebration. Boxing Day was all about wrapping those presents, boxing them up no less. But as Christmas was transforming into how we know it today, the gift giving moved to December 25th. Now, I'm all sure we love that epic Christmas dinner. You know, the one that after gifts are given, you eat your own body weight and then spend the afternoon dozing in front of the fire or watching the TV with a Christmas movie repeat. Yes, America, I'm looking at you. I still do find it amazing that you run a Christmas story 24 hours a day leading up to Christmas. Anyway, feasting in Britain was always a thing and it became more so for Christmas. It moved from just having a huge meat-based pie to a variety of dishes. And it was during this time that the now Christmas staple known as mince pies were created. And for the record, that is fruit mince, not meat. It's basically grated and mixed fruits and sugar with butter and possibly brandy. I have a mate that will eat these every day he can possibly get them. For me, not so much. But for the record, I do love cooked fruit, but I'm going to take a pass on the old mince pie. But I do love another tradition that started then, the Christmas turkey. Sorry to the rebellious colonies who enjoy it for Thanksgiving, but it was in the late 1800s that the turkey became a Christmas staple. It actually started in the United Kingdom. Initially, it was the upper classes eating it as a different meat for their Christmas meal, but it was soon realised that the big bird was the perfect size to feed a whole family, and so more social classes started to enjoy it as their family meal. I will concede to the cranberry sauce being an American invention. It was reportedly a thing since being recorded in 1796. And for that, I thank you all. I ladle that delicious condiment onto my turkey with no shame at all. But really, what we know as Christmas today pretty much coalesced in the 1843 work from one Charles Dickens. Good old Chuck D took all the spirit and humanity of Christmas familial celebrations and he put it into just one book. A Christmas Carol has come to define what we think of with Christmas. A poor man and his family enjoying Christmas, even with the shadow hanging over them of the health of their son. A rich man with little else coming to realise that capitalism isn't really the way to be a good or happy person. For the rest of us, it's a time to reflect and maybe make some changes, like Ebenezer does. It's a time to realise how fortunate we are to have each other sitting around a table together, be it family by blood or family by love, or both. It's pine trees, real or otherwise. It's shiny decorations and Christmas lights. It's getting that perfect present, or better still, seeing the face of a loved one when you nailed exactly what it was that they wanted. Whether it's 30 degrees Celsius or three degrees, it's when you kick back after eating too much and you're wearing a silly paper hat from your cracker. 
and you look around and see one person or many and you take a moment to just feel how lucky you are to be sharing time together. It's the magic of seeing all those lights on, the tree standing tall at centre pine the night before Christmas and you just want the morning to come already but you love the anticipation. Your partner, wife, husband or kids asleep and their presence there under the tree. It doesn't matter if it's one present or many, you just can't wait to see their faces in the morning. I guess the real magic of Christmas is that it does work to bring us together and think of loved ones. Not really about the gifts, it's about the gift of having each other. And on that familial note, I will take this time to wish you all a very Merry Christmas. May you and yours stay safe. Make sure you eat too much, but look out for each other. Take care, and I'll see you all in the new year.